just me who can't decide if I want Adrian Pang to be my father or my husband. <laughs> I don't know how to react to that. I mean, wait, you're on the same page, right? Okay, I, I, I would say husband more than father. Okay, okay, I don't know, maybe because I saw this video of him and his son, like, they were talking about, I don't know, some theatre production or something like that, and then, and I don't know, just like, their dynamic and their bond Aww. was so, I just, I looked at it, I was just like, oh my god, I, this like, is, yeah, this is really good, like, <laughs> PR for pandemonium or whatever, but it was amazing. Um, So yeah. you, you are, that made you wonder whether you want him as a father. Yeah, but also just he has this whole like Zeddy vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know that's yeah. your type. I yeah. know that's your type. Yeah. <laughs> okay, obviously maybe just me. Well, no, 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 no. I'm sure I'm sure it's not just you. <laughs> um is it just me who I think Singapore is really hot. Oh, definitely. It can't not. be, right? Because whenever I complain about Singapore being very hot, everyone's like, it's not that bad. They see there's a bit of breeze, and I'm just like, no, it's still really hot. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, I've literally never gotten that response in my life. Oh, maybe like it's ever. just me then. Yeah. Or, or maybe oh, no, it's, it's just, just me that's getting this response yeah. because it cannot be. It's literally like news. Right. About temperature. Yeah. It, it literally makes the news. So yeah, thank definitely you. not just you. But welcome to Is It Just Me? <laughs> a podcast where we come clean about the way we secretly feel and realize um, it's probably not just us. Probably. Although you're Adrian Pang thing, you're not so sure. <laughs> There's definitely someone out there who understands. Okay, so for this episode, is it just me who's hoping you'll cancel? Like plans? Yeah. Mm, definitely not. I, I actually literally just sort of got cancelled on yesterday. So And how did you feel about it? Uh yeah, honestly, kinda happy. <laughs> it was a bit strange. It was like the whole, it was, we did this whole dance of like, I think it was quite clear both of us were a bit lazy to meet mm. and then we just didn't dare to say. So mm. it came down to a matter of like, who's the first to say right. it? So um, I texted her to just let her know like, oh, hey, so we we're supposed to meet like outside in like Tanjong Paka. Uh. And then I texted her to say, hey, is it okay if we meet like nearer, like in Serangoon, like where, where we live? And, um, and, you know, and then she kind of replies and it's like, she kind of replies and she says, uh, actually, you know what? Let's just meet when we're both in the mood to go to Tanjong Baga, which is code for actually, I, I don't really don't feel meet. like stepping out of the house. Right. Um, yeah, so I'm pretty sure it's not just us. I, I think a lot of people have been, I don't know, like just a lot more resistant to the idea of going out and like socializing. Mm. Um, but what, like, what about you? Um, I feel the common thing to hear is, but if you want to meet another day, it's okay. Mm. Or yeah. um, if there's an like you sound really busy. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I don't want to stress you out. We can just meet another day. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. That's like the get out of jail free card. Yeah, sort of. It's like yeah. I want you to say it. Yeah, but I'm I'm letting you know that I'm good with it. Yep, exactly. Okay, please do it. <laughs> <laughs> but like, why though? Like, why do you think people are? Um, why do you think people are so? I don't know, like, into staying home now. Um, I guess that will be what we will be talking about today. So figuring out the reasons why uh, we want people to cancel on us and then maybe talk about our feelings towards it and what we should, what we maybe wrongly assume or what we might 
what actually might be a problem about it. Hmm? Let's find out. one of the main reasons why I personally like don't like going out anymore is because like outdoor sucks I'm sorry but like, <laughs> like I, I know it sounds so lame but like it's you're right it's so hot it's so no, uncomfortable yeah. and I feel like I know it sounds like a very trivial thing but like no. it really does I don't know just it like, is like comfortable yeah yeah like, <laughs> it just brings down my whole like energy I, I don't know and I, I have heard similar things from like a lot of my friends as well like when it's really really hot you just I don't know yeah it's just not no, a welcoming I'm environment I'm completely with you like when it's hot I really just do not want to leave like I will not eat because I don't want to leave and get food which is just terrible but I and I also feel the difference when I lived overseas and when it was cold I it did feel a lot easier to get out just knowing that it wouldn't be that uncomfortable yep. Um, so I know I know it sounds very shallow and it feels like something that we should be used to as Singaporeans, but the heat really is a deterrent for me. Yeah, I mean I think they point out like, yeah, we're Singaporeans, we're supposed to be used to the like this tropical weather or whatever, but it, it is getting worse. You know, like yeah. I mean, it's like it's a fact. Like it is getting hotter here. So yeah, and I think just amplified by you know, like if it's a crowded place mm. or, you know, even just, okay, even just post-COVID, like wearing a mask out in the heat is just another level of like, no, please just like send me back home. Oh, well, I'm always without a mask like when, once, when I'm outside. Yeah. Oh, but like, you know, I'm talking about the period of time yeah, when yeah, like, yeah, we still yeah, had yeah. to wear masks. Yeah, that was the nightmare. Mm. Um, Yeah. And I think also just speaking of COVID, I think it's also just made us very used to being home. Um, I mean, I think with everyone starting to, you know, like adapt to working from home and all that, we've kind of all gotten very used to being in that zone. Mm. Um, that just feels like the new reality. And I think, I think like a lot of people don't realize that transitioning back to the so-called normal way of life, mm. where we go out, we go to the offices and all that, like it's actually a little harder than like we thought it would be, which is why mm. you, you've been, I don't know if you've been reading the news, but there's actually been a lot of reports about how like a lot of people in Singapore are legit like depressed about like going back to the office. Yikes. And yeah. I guess also because during COVID where we all had to stay at home, we had to do our work at home. Everyone has kind of built their home to be a comfortable place mm. and a functional place. Um, we've all made it very possible to do all the things that is necessary, but from home. In this place that is now safer than the outside. Like yeah. it literally is safer because you're away from all these contagious germs and stuff that can potentially be very inconvenient mm. both to you and the people around you. Um, and you just don't have to leave. And like yeah. with things like grab grab food yeah. and like Panda Mart and all these delivery things. Yeah. yeah. You you really, really don't You literally have don't leave. have to. Yeah. Um I I mean, okay, so even just essentials aside, even just recreational activities, I think people found a way to do that in their own homes. Mm. Like I mean you for instance, right? Like you took up like roller skating. Yeah. Yeah, like in the comfort of your own like four walls. So it just feels yeah. a bit like more a bit and more of, like, like rearranging was needed. But yeah. yes, possible. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it's, it's kind of like, okay, like, do we really need to go out? It, it kind of feels like something that, yeah, has just been in a lot of people's minds recently. Mm. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah. So one of the other reasons that I tend to maybe want plans to get cancelled is my own social insecurities. Oh no, like what? So like, I might not be very good company depending on how I feel that day. Like not entertaining enough. Like I, I want to be good company. I want the person to feel good hanging out with me. And maybe if that day I'm feeling particularly low or maybe I feel like being more of a listener than a talker, mm. I might worry. That you, like the other person wouldn't have a good time with yeah, you? Yeah, sort of. So, or, or if, let's say I've met you last month and you know, people would be like, oh, how, how have things been? But mm. if nothing has actually changed, mm-hmm. I don't have like a story ready to entertain you with. I don't have anything big enough to be like, oh, this happened and then let's discuss about it. Like if, I feel like I don't have anything to bring to the table. Yeah. Um, I guess conversation-wise, mm. I might get a bit nervous. Oh no! Yeah, so do like, you ever feel that way? Uh, yeah. I I I feel like so. I I don't know. It's the same thing, but I feel like it reminds me of this specific period of time in my life. Um, when it was like in my early twenties, and you know, it was like in that period of time when you're still like figuring yourself out and you don't know a lot of things and you know a lot of time you feel like shit about like where you are in life and like what am I going to do so I think I was just kind of like in that phase um and I had I had a group of friends who on the surface like seemed the opposite like they just, it seemed like they knew what they were doing like they kind of got their shit together they seemed to have like really interesting stories to tell like every time we met and it always felt like I had nothing to contribute maybe because just because how I was feeling about mm. myself at that point in time, right? Mm. So I remember um, after a couple of times of meeting them, um, whenever they wanted to meet up, I'm not like proud of this at all, but like I have like, I have told lies before to like get out of meeting them mm. just so I wouldn't have to go through that. Mm. Um, so I, I feel like, yeah, I mean, so it's not exactly like, uh, maybe not like a permanent thing, right. but I think, yeah, it's kind of relevant. Like it's about like, how you feel how you feel really affects like the kind of company you would make right yeah yeah and i it's not that i don't want to meet that particular person but it's almost like i if they're giving me this amount of time i want them to enjoy it yeah and i guess also lessen the chances of um leaving a bad impression or having a negative change of relationship just because i feel quite crappy that day yeah 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 and also can i just say it's a horrible life to live like having to um get out of meeting friends by telling lies because like once I started that you have to like keep track of a roster of like the excuses you give oh because I can't be like having to do something for my sister like every week right yeah you know so like there was a whole period of time when like I had to keep track of the different um, lies and excuses oh, I've given like okay I've, like I said like like you know when you're much younger you can be like oh my mom's not gonna be happy if I'm out and then now and I'm <laughs> I'm like 33 and I can't say that anymore so yeah it's it's um, it's really exhausting. That's, that's another Live your truth. Level of stress. Yeah. Terrible. Uh, so if any of your friends are listening, she does feel sorry about it. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. So another thing for me is other commitments or responsibilities. So if I am generally so busy that I have like every segment of time in my day is packed, sometimes the only time I may have a break or get free time is if someone cancels. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think that's a, a big part of like why I feel relief when mm, someone yes, cancels. Relief. Because usually we meet someone um, usually at the end of like a work day, right? Yeah. So I think it's just that feeling of like when someone like tell, tells you they can't make it, like, oh, let's reschedule. Mm. It opens up this like spot of free time yes. and it feels like, oh my God, finally, like, like it's something I'm not in the whole day and then finally now I get it. Um, 
Yeah, so I I I think yeah, that's a really big that's a really big issue. Yeah. I think it's about like the fact that we all have very in general very packed schedules. Like. Yeah, like I, I would say this one maybe is the most relevant for me because mm. every time someone cancels, it feels like time has been gifted to me. Like I, I've been given permission to either take a break because yeah. technically I was supposed to be doing something else. Yeah. Um, or extra time to take what I currently have to manage on a slower, more manageable pace. Yeah. And it 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 really does feel like relief. Because sometimes if I have like a block of time that's free, but then I know that someone's been waiting to get back, for me to get back to them on, on when to meet. Mm. So when I get that time, I'm like, okay, I, I should give it to this person because this person's been waiting. Mm. And then it kind of just piles. Yeah, it's like, sort of like a wait list. Yeah, it? sort of. Yeah. Uh, and then, and yeah, and then it just piles. So, I mean, of course, ideally, there will always be a good work-life balance, but on just busy periods, sometimes, yeah, you only get a break if someone cancels. And honestly, like, busy period is just the default for a lot of people now. That's true. And I think, ultimately, it comes down to, like, the root thing, which is everyone really needs alone time. Like, it doesn't matter, like, yeah. how extroverted or introverted you are. And I was talking to a couple of friends about this, and I think, like, I just really try and dissect, like, why exactly people need this alone time, right? And I think part of it is to do with the fact that when we are with other people, I think we naturally... I mean, you know this thing called mirroring, right? Where we kind of, like, reflect back, like, what how people are like. We adapt ourselves according to who we're with. And so, in that sense, it's... We don't really have that space or time to kind of just be whatever we want to be. Like, not a single, like, you don't have to consider anyone at all. Mm. It's, it's hard to get that, right? Because at work, we're always considering everything and mm. everyone. And yeah, you you know how it goes. So I think that's part, that's the crux of like why alone time is so precious, like, to us. Um, and when someone cancels on me, it's essentially telling me, okay, I get like a whole bus to like, just yes. be and do like, yes. whoever, like whatever I want, yeah. like, tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. That's quite a bit. Yeah. God, like, I'm just tired thinking about, like, <laughs> all the plans that you, like, I'm going to have for the next few days. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, I just, let's talk about how we manage it. So part two, things to unlearn. So in regards to the problem I was talking about before about not being enough, um, firstly, you are enough. <laughs> no. <laughs> no one is expecting you to be an entertainer and to take all to take with full responsibility for how the conversation goes. Mm. So I got this whole you are not responsible for how the how the conversation goes thing um, from this video on that I saw on BuzzFeed mm-hmm. where uh, one of their employees at the time, I think his name is Steven, he uh, hired a life coach to kind of, to help him make friends. Okay. Because he always felt like a, bit, a bit awkward and yeah. he didn't know how to make friends. Uh, and th- this is one of the things that she said. And it blew my mind. What did because she say? I kind of, I think at the time, I was kind of trying to bond with this person that I was in an acting class with. And sometimes um, I feel like I'll be trying to contribute to the conversation, you know, trying to just have one. Mm-hmm. Um, but didn't really feel like he was giving me anything back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll be like, oh, no, am I not interesting enough? Or am I not saying the right things? Like, what, what is up? Uh, and then I saw this video. And this was like years ago. 
and I and I've it's kind of stuck with me that you it's a two way thing. A conversation is involves two people, mm-hmm. and if you're giving and the person is not giving anything back, then that's not your fault. Mm-hmm. And yeah. neither are you responsible yeah. for a good conversation. And sometimes, sometimes it just doesn't work. And that's okay. It's so funny when you bring this up because it makes me think of like, you know, there's this interrogation technique that like, I don't know, the FBI, or like the police or whoever <laughs> use, like when they interrogate suspects yeah, and how they get the person talking more and like feeling more and more nervous is by not saying much, right? So right. they like the suspect says something and then the you know the interrogator just kind of keeps quiet. Mm. And so that silence yeah. typically makes people feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. And then that makes them like start getting nervous and start offering more information than they originally intended. Yes. Which sounds to me like what happened to you. No, well, not that yeah, you're getting no, no, no. But yes. it's like, the silence yes. that makes you start thinking like, okay, shit, like I need to say more. I need to like give more. And then yeah. you start, it's a very human instinct, a very human impulse. Yeah, why? <laughs> I think we just like not, I think we just kind of like not, uh, I don't know, like. Maybe it feels like we're not being accepted for what, what we're giving. Like it's not good enough to warrant a reaction. So I want to give more in the hopes that then you would be interested enough to respond. Yeah. And also, I think, like, typically, we just see silence as a bad thing in general, mm. right? So, I think it just makes us feel uncomfortable. It makes us feel like something is wrong. Sometimes mm. it's valid, but mm. I think sometimes it's, it's not. And so, that, like, that that makes us, yeah, really nervous and clam up, I suppose. Mm. So, yeah. after I saw this video mm-hmm. uh, and, and this concept of it is not your responsibility, how a conversation goes, I do feel like I'm a lot more comfortable um, starting conversations mm-hmm. and maybe even ending them sometimes if I feel like I'm not being given anything back and it's not like in a bitter way like oh you're so like you're, you're so boring and like you're not entertaining enough but just like a okay if this person is you know not up for for having a conversation then that's fine I don't really um think about myself as being rejected Mm. or lesser or yeah. not whatever enough anymore yeah. which has been great that's great that's a much healthier way of thinking it is. So, so now you deal with it better like when you're talking to someone and they're kind of aloof or they don't really yeah back. like really just relieving myself of the responsibility or mm. this responsibility that i put on myself yeah to be the source of life in a yeah. conversation yeah like the conversations even if, it, if it's gonna go well it needs to take effort from both sides right so yeah yeah yeah, exactly. And also this whole you are enough, uh, you are enough concept uh, also reflects upon um, maybe feeling like my personality is too too weird or too this or too that. Um, mm. And so previously when I used to stream D&D, I would worry a lot. Like that I was too bad at the game, too excitable, too frantic, um, too, I don't know, all over the place. Right. Um, but, so just to interrupt for people who don't know, like D&D equals uh, oh, Dungeons and Dragons. So... It's funny because when uh, Lisa first told me that she was going to host a... Uh, well, you didn't say... You, you said you, 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 you got a gig, right? For the d and Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, bit, yeah. a dinner and dance. Like, yeah, she's going yeah. to host a dinner a dinner and dance. And then he started talking to me about like uh, the dice and, and the oh, shit. And I was like, <laughs> was like wait, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, so um, for the record, it's a... Sorry, I mean Dungeons and Dragons. It's a role-playing game? Yes, it's a role-playing game. Get game. Game. Yes, and yeah. it's great. Uh, everyone should... Try with a ton of rules and oh, yeah, I suppose is. thanks to Stranger Things, even more. Yeah, known, I actually, suppose. I feel like a lot of people started playing during lockdown, even more. 
That makes sense. Because we have that time to play it. Because yeah. it, it, it can get quite long. Yeah. And uh, Maya at you don't need to meet up to play this. <laughs> so. <laughs> Very in theme. Yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway. So, um, yeah, but... So I will worry about being too everything. Mm. Um, but as much as I would try to control all these, I guess, mannerisms of mine, it is quite hard to maintain uh, when you're playing a game and you're having fun and you kind of relax a bit. Yeah. But somehow, this, all these things that I thought, thought were negative became things that were unique to me and mm. became things that people seem to like to watch. Mm, mm. You know, someone getting excited, getting frantic when, yeah. when, when monsters are coming at us or, or whatever. Yeah. I think it added to a bit of realness yeah. and almost the appeal, yeah. um, which was completely not what I expected. And I realised watching interviews of actresses that I like and mm. games that I like, when people behave this way in a similar way that I do, it's not something that I dislike at all. Mm. And it helped me, I guess seeing people share the same traits as me and me liking it mm. helped me believe that I am enough or good enough or yeah. entertaining enough as I am. And we tend to just be really critical of you ourselves. You are too hard on yourself. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah, and I, I guess this big round circle kind of just comes back to we should just like ourselves for who we are. Yeah. They're uh, I think people not just, that bad. <laughs> yeah, and I think people just generally respond to authenticity yeah. the best. Yeah. Yeah. But okay, so I mean, I was just thinking like, if you know, because I think it takes a lot of effort and um a lot of mental bandwidth, I suppose, to get to this point. Like, it's not easy. It's not. It's not a change you can make overnight, right? Like, yeah, you and, know, and even to retain this yeah. new revolution yeah. takes like constant checking in and maintenance. Practice. Yeah, yeah, yes, practice. It takes constant practice. Um, so in the meantime, I was just thinking like other things that people can do to kind of alleviate. This, you know, this is a, a sense social burnout. Um, I think it's to just be very mindful of your time, not to pack my schedule. Yeah. Like I, I'm very guilty of this. I I have a really hard time saying no. So you know, when someone asks to meet, it's very hard for me to say I don't feel like it. Or you know, so you know, as you know, I resort to my list of lies, but um, <laughs> not anymore. Um, but yeah, I, I think it it's um. Oh my god, I lost my train of thought thinking about all the all, lies all I told your, my friends. I'm so oh no. all the friends are going to lose after they listen to this. Um, no, but I. So I have a problem with like saying no, and I think therefore it ends up packing my my week and my schedule with like lots of social appointments. Mm. And I think um, it's something a lot of people do. I think it's also something that is more uh common. Like the older we grow, I think because like you kind of, I mean, you maybe you for a lot of reasons. Maybe you've accumulated like more groups of friends to meet. Um, everyone's schedules doesn't quite work out. So there's mm. always like a lot of like coordinating to do. So I think um, it's important to plan your time in such a way that you don't actually end up relying on mm. people cancelling you for like mental relief. You know, yes. like I feel like if it's gone to that point, it's a sign to yourself that like you do need to kind of step back and look at how you are arranging and planning your time. Yeah, like it's not really about that particular plan and what you have planned to do. It's not that it's less appealing as time goes by, but you just need rest. Mm. And I guess getting to this point means you haven't had it and you need it. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't know if it needs, you know, you to be like really analytical about it, like really just literally like plot out like, you know, your time. Okay, like 30% goes to this and what mm. goes to that and to just look at it really objectively. Mm. Yeah, and I think, I don't know, it might might unearth like some insights about like how you can manage your time better, yeah. I think. 
Um, but I think also another thing that um, I learned from my friends actually uh, is that it's important also for us to all normalize admitting that we don't feel like meeting. So I, I think to be clear, like I'm not advocating uh, being flaky, right? And constantly like bailing on our friends. Yeah. But I think, um, I think it is important for us to all not make each other feel bad for needing to take a bit of a time out like socially. So I actually have a friend uh, who is actually managing this really well. Like she actually is very upfront and honest when she doesn't feel like meeting just because she just doesn't feel like meeting. Mm. She doesn't need to give like a so-called valid reason. So we kind of all joke that she has a bit of a schedule, right? Like once we meet, met her like twice this month, we know the next time we meet her has got to be like, oh, in about like one or two months. Right. It's just this unspoken thing that everyone kind of accepts now. And I thought that's actually quite a lovely way. Like mm. it's quite a nice system, I think, for mm. friends to just be understanding and give each other that space. Because mm. I think one of the reasons why I also have trouble saying no is that um, even though I know friends don't mean to do this, um, and I think I'm guilty of this myself. I think we tend to like guilt trip each other a lot in a very like friendly manner. Mm. You know, it's, I don't know if it's considered passive aggressive, but it's like, you know, if I tell someone like, hey, I can't, nah, I, I can't make it for this thing. And mm. they're like, hey, why? Hey, uh, we, we hardly get to meet. Or, mm. You know, like they say stuff like that. And it's all very well intentioned. And I know like ultimately mm. they just want to see you, but it just, uh, uh, it's, it's guilt is not something I deal with very well. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I totally get what you mean. So I think it's important that I think we take some of that guilt out of like, if someone tells you that they feel burnt out or they just really need a break, I, mm. I think it's important to not attach guilt to that for them. Yeah, yeah. or um, the assumption that if I'm cancelling on you, you have become less important in my life. Um, So this other concept that I actually got from uh, sitcom a while back that actually stars the person you brought up at the start of my daddy. <laughs> yeah, what show is this? Uh, parental guidance. Oh it's okay. God. It's a really old sitcom by MediaCorp, like yeah. ages ago. Like when yeah. I think I was doing like all levels, it's probably the cause of my terrible results or something. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and there was this episode where the mom mm-hmm. um was needed to go for family day for the father's company. The father is Adrian Fang. Mm-hmm. Um. And her jealous ex who works with her at her law firm was like kind of holding her back on purpose to get her to prove that she still prioritizes work over her family because apparently to him, she has been not performing as well because she's been putting more time into family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Nice he to was, see that the issues from what, 10, 15 like years, years ago, ago are still yeah. very much present. But okay, continue. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so he was just holding her back repeatedly and she was giving the same presentation and it was completely useless, but it was really just to prove that her priorities had not changed. Mm-hmm. And I guess also in her mind, it was like, no, you know, I still put work first. You know, yeah. I, it's still very important to me. And until the end of it, where she basically stood up to him and said like, no, I, my priorities, and this is like the, the, a big thing mm-hmm. like my priorities are subject to change as and when necessary and today my family needs me more than this firm does and I was like <laughs> wow <laughs> that's so cool because the whole episode and I guess in life you know we mm-hmm. seem to have this list mm-hmm. of things that are important to us like people always say like you know work or, or family and then it's like oh the right answer is I guess most of the time supposed to be family mm-hmm. um, but then maybe at some point some point in your life it's work uh, mm. over friends or whatever mm. um, but I always had the impression that it, 
like this ranking kind of stays and if you don't keep to it then that makes you a flaky person or mm. or you're a bit lost or you don't really know what you're doing mm. but I love that like that it can change yeah. Um, on a day-to-day basis even yeah. like if today my family needs me more then they need me more but yeah. it doesn't mean that my work is any less important to me on a day where work is more important yeah Um. yeah so I love actually whenever I've had to step back and change or cancel on plans um I guess I don't really give my friends enough uh, credit because usually everyone is quite understanding mm. um, if whatever it is that I need to do. Mm. Um, yeah, and I, I guess I've been not taking advantage, but I'm very pleased to learn that my friends are great friends and great people. <laughs> they sound like it. And I think it's a, really, it's a really great point that you bring up that like our priorities are always changing. Yeah, right? they really yeah. are. Yeah. I mean, it's it's such a packed life we all live now with so many different things happening at the same time. I mean, even if it's not work or, or family, like even if a friend needs you or your dog needs you, mm. like there are just so many things that could come up yeah. that we cannot foresee if you're planning things in advance. Yeah. And my friend also told me, uh, another friend told me that if they if my whoever that I'm talking about uh, truly cared for me and the friendship, they would understand if I needed to cancel. Um, and yeah, I just need to give my friends more credit over feeling like I need to keep my word to prove that mm. they mean so much to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess you got to trust your friends, right? Mm, like, yeah. they'll understand. Yeah. And, yeah. And the priorities change. And I think if there's one thing to take away from this episode, honestly, it's Adrian Punk's the best. <laughs> So in conclusion to today's topic, um, it's okay to feel apprehensive about plans because how we feel when we make the plans and how we feel when the day comes can differ for reasons outside of the planned activity. So like if I'm planning something with you and like today I'm super excited because the beach sounds amazing, but on the day of the beach or maybe in the day before leading up to the beach plan, I am very sad. (laughs) (laughs) And I... I just don't feel like going out. But it doesn't mean that I hate the beach or I hate you. It's just that day just doesn't feel like the right day to go to the beach with you. Yeah. And I think, okay, so like earlier you talked about priorities changing. And I realized that I mean, with humans, everything's always so dynamic, right? It's mm. always so, it's always constantly changing. And I think mm. that includes our mood. So, um, or, or I think it's also like the way we expect things to go. It kind of never matches reality in the end. So mm. I think before a social appointment, some I sometimes like if I imagine it to go badly or you know it's not gonna it's, it's gonna be meh mm. um i find that a lot of times sometimes when i just turn up anyway mm. it turns out like better than yeah I so I, it kind of goes like the yeah just the way we're always going through worst case scenarios and um yeah i don't know like yeah actually for me um for for that what really helps is being able to identify what is causing the desire for a cancellation like yeah whether yes i need the extra time to rest or do whatever or am I apprehensive for reasons outside of the activity? Like, well, I guess, yes, needing the extra time or rest. But if those reasons didn't exist, and if I went anyway, would I still enjoy it? So sometimes, even if I am tired, um, but I guess the other person doesn't cancel and I feel too bad too. Mm-hmm. If I go anyway, sometimes it's still great. Yeah. Like, yeah. I forget that. You know, this person is really good company even when I'm even when I'm tired. And if anything, 
some days where I am tired or if I am feeling sad and that person ends up being a really great um, supportive friend or even just a very comforting, stress-free free, um, company to relax with, mm. like it ends up being great anyway. Yeah. And also with the apprehension, sometimes it's the opposite. Like sometimes I get more excited as the, as the day starts yeah. to come. So yeah. it's not, it's not always bad. Okay, that's unfamiliar to me. I've literally <laughs> never felt more and more excited. <laughs> like, oh, okay, I'm, it's just I'm, me then. I'm the worst, but... <laughs> no, yeah, I, I, I see what you mean. And I think at the end of the day, ultimately, whatever it is, just listen to your body, right? Because mm. like, I think it's it's quite physical. Mm. And yeah, I guess just listen to what um your body and your, your I think your mind, your mental wellness, like what it needs. Mm. And honestly, even if you make the so-called wrong decision, if you are too tired, but no one is cancelling and you go anyway, and it ends up terrible, you still get to go home in the end. Exactly. It will end. You'll be fine. And then you will know a bit better on how to deal with it the next time. And to my two friends who are listening to this, <laughs> I will never like bail on anything again after this. I cannot. Like I literally cannot. I, I guess now you can just be I'm more lying. truthful about it. You can be like, okay, my sister doesn't need me today. <laughs> my dog is fine. I just, I just want to chill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I will do that. Anyway. In Serangoon. <laughs> yes, in Serangoon. Always in Um, Yeah, so thanks for listening. Yeah. And um, yeah, gotta go. My sister needs me. <laughs>